1: The Rich Eisen
0: Show studio in Los Angeles.
2: Everybody just relax. <laughs> this is the Rich
0: Eisen Show.
2: What in the world happened with Stefan Diggs?
0: The Rich Eisen Show.
2: This couldn't have been put to bed completely where if something similar doesn't happen on the first Monday night in front
3: of the whole country. ESPN probably going to have a camera isolated on Diggs the whole oh. game. Today's
0: guests. ESPN NBA front office insider Bobby Marks. Host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. And
3: now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it
2: is. Yes, it is. I can confirm. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chat with PJ Carlissimo in hour number one. He knows Greg Popovich very well. Gave us his thoughts on what Popovich is going to do the minute he gets his hands, his Hall of Fame coaching hands, uh, on Victor Wembanyama, and how much longer uh, he might want to coach. Uh, If you missed any of that, it's going to be sitting on our Twitter handle, our YouTube handle, the Rich Eisen Show collection page, which is a fancy way of saying it's a video-on-demand service, part of our Roku channel relationship. The show re-airs as soon as it ends two hours from now. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, an hour number three. We've got a whole host of top five lists uh, to come your way. Uh, I believe later on this hour, we're going to give our top five draft choices, first overall, second overall, and third overall, um, and fourth overall? Oh, is that right? We're gonna have a fourth overall. What Jake, are you, yes, sir. Oh, you, 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 uh, you, all right, yeah, well, fantastic, delved, uh, delved into my ton, vast knowledge. This is tons, tons of top <laughs> five lists right there. Uh, we're gonna, in honor of the NBA draft tonight. I also have a top five list: top five 1980s high school movies. Because on this date, 39 years ago, The Karate Kid debuted wow. in theaters near you. There's a fun video of Elizabeth Shue, who was on this show five years ago, uh, talking about the Karate Kid on our Instagram feeds right now. It's a cruel summer. Um, And so, uh, fun stuff today. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. But we go uh, to our guest line right now and welcome in uh, one of the many folks uh, who are going to be terrific to watch on the Worldwide Leader's coverage of the NBA draft tonight. Longtime front office Executive in the NBA, uh, Bobby Marks, here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Bobby?
0: I'm good, Rich. How are
2: you? I'm doing great. Um, how do you think, what was the celebration in the Spurs front office on lottery <laughs> night, Bobby? What was that like?
0: Well, it's, prob- it's probably a little bit different than the celebration when I was back in New Jersey and we got the number one pick, and no offense to Kenyon Martin. <laughs> it was a lot different back mm. then than... I think what, what San Antonio was able to do and and certainly luck is involved, but yeah, I mean, generational player, um, certainly the impact on the court. I mean, just from the, from the business side also, I mean, you look at ticket sales and revenue and um, you know, he, he fits the mold as far as um, you know, how this league is progressing here. I think, I think there's still going to be some work for them to do as far as surround, continue to surround them. I think they are going to need to get a center and a point guard. um, But yeah, I mean, there's a big difference between getting the number one pick this year and certainly number two or three.
2: Have you ever in your career said uh, about a team drafting a seven-five guy they're going to have to get a center? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean that's how. No. no. You know, have you ever said no, that, Bob? I, you know.
0: No, I usually would say, "Hey, they need a wing." Right. <laughs> Not a center. <laughs> no, I think in what you saw too, uh, in, when he played over in, in France, um, especially in, in, the, in the finals, you know, it was almost like the team the team from Monaco, if will give you a hockey analogy, they basically sent out the third line goon to basically <laughs> get physical with Victor and push him away from the basket here. Yeah. And I think I think he's gonna find it a lot easier in this league here. Um, because I do think there's gonna be some protection and I think the, the 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 wear and tear in that league, I mean it's it's basically call your own over there. Um where I think, you know, the refs will probably protect him a little bit more here. How
2: about that? Bobby Marks here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, clearly the decision uh, and the drama tonight will will rest as to Charlotte's decision, number two overall, and um, no surprise, reports coming out right now, that they're still deciding. What do you think they are talking about in their meetings today, Bobby? Yeah,
0: I mean, I think, well, one thing I would say is if, if, you can't get cute when you're picking at two and three. And what I say, cute is, meaning cute is that you can't fall in love with a prospect all of a sudden because he comes in and does a one on one workout. And he, you know, certainly Scoot had a really good workout. And I think Brandon Miller had a really good workout. But I think, you know, certainly Scoot's year at um, at, the G, at the G League night was very uneven. A lot of injuries here. And I know Brandon Miller struggled during, down a stretch here. I think certainly fit. Um if we draft Scoot Henderson, how does he fit with LaMelo ball? I think the same conversation is having with um with Portland. Certainly when you have Damian Lillard here and you you put basically two point guards together. I think it's character. Um, you know, how does this player fit long term within our organization, whether it be Henderson or or Miller? Uh certainly coachable. Um so there's a lot of different factors here, but I, I would say the one thing you can't get uh, you know, I guess cute about is this biting you in in the rear end a couple years from now as far as if Brandon Miller is the best available player and you go guard here. Um, Because for an organization that has, I call it the bingo card tonight, five draft picks, two in the first, three in the second, it's the most important draft in franchise history for them. I mean, plain and simple here. And so there's a lot of conversations. Usually by now, Rich, you already have that decision made. I mean, it it shouldn't be leading up until, you you know, the 12th hour.
2: So who would you take? if you're
0: Charlotte? I would go Brandon Miller. I think just, you know, certainly I've been a big wing, 6'9". He went in there twice. Uh, First workout was fair. He was coming off mono, so he he went from 205 to 192 since the end of the season here. I just look at him, you know, the ability to play multiple positions here. I think the ability to create his own shot, Um, I think it gives you some protection. You've got, you know, Miles Bridges and, and PJ Washington, who are restricted free agents here, and I think he could be the—I think he will be the better pro down the stretch. Now, here's the big thing: is what who goes at seven or eight? You know, five years from now, and you know this could be actually the better pro, whether it be Cam Whitmore from Villanova or Jairus Walker from Houston. I mean, that's usually how it, uh, it it shakes out.
2: So, uh, Bobby Marks here on the Rich Eisen show. Difference between what obviously Charlotte needs to do with their draft and what Portland needs to do with the draft yeah. is Portland, Joe Cronin, the GM there, has got an, an all-time great player and Damian Lillard sitting there either staring at the ceiling about his future or is completely um, locked in about what he wants and has communicated it to Joe. What do you think is – walk me through the delicacy yeah. of, of the general manager of the Blazers' job tonight. And moving forward Bobby yeah
0: high wire high wire balancing act right basically three different options you're staring at you can stay at three and pick a, you know, young, another young player whether it be Henderson or, or, um, or Brandon Miller and you, you drafted Shaden Sharp last year um, you know that basically sets you up for the future now the future when you've got Damian Lillard you know under contract for the next four years and at his age that doesn't align up so when you're looking at option two are you moving out of three for an established player, whether it be an all-star there, there's no all-star right now out there to go out and and get that that's available here. Um, And then certainly option three is what happens if you stay at at three, you draft it. And then that player of course does not fit the timeline of Damian Lillard. I mean, he's been out front saying that, you know, basically we are kind of in win now mode and, you know, building this roster through young players is, you know, not my cup of tea right now. And I think, under any other scenario, you would probably, you know, look at shooters. I think if Damian Lillard wants to get traded, Damian Lillard needs to go in that front office and says, you know what, time's up. I want to get, I want to move here to the three or four teams. And I think if that's the case, you know, I think Portland would certainly work with him based on the, the equity here. And I've said all along, I, I just feel like a year from now, if they don't move off Lillard, we're going to be talking again and be like, hey, what, what, what do they do with Damian Lillard again? And it's kind of just a repeated performance here. So if I was in that front office, I would draft, stay at number three. I would have a hard conversation with Damian Lillard. Basically, this is the direction where we're going right now. and if, uh, We're fine if you want out, and we'll, we'll help you getting to that place you want to get to.
2: So you would go to him if he hasn't come to you yet?
0: Bye. Yes, because I don't know if he ever will. That's the thing. Like He has so much goodwill there. I don't think he wants to be that guy who asks out. I don't know if that's what his legacy wants to be, um, come different than you know what Jimmy Butler did in um, you know, in a Minnesota. So, you know, there's certainly a legacy of, of players that have done that here. I think that's the con- I think if you're Joe Cronin, I, if, if you're going to be waiting for Damian Lillard to walk in your office, I think you're going to be waiting for a long time here. And I do think that if they do stay at three, that you're going to have to have that that hard conversation.
2: Well, um, unless whoever they choose at three turns into an immediate, impactful, remarkably talented National Basketball Association player, it is hard for me to conceive that this squares with Damian Lillard staring at his biological watch on his hand and saying it's it's winning time, right? I, I don't know how yeah. you square these things, Bobby. It, so if they yeah, choose right, a guy right. tonight, right, if yeah. they choose a player tonight, doesn't that essentially – wrap it no I mean what do you got for me on that no
0: should it's yeah no it is and I think that's where we're I think that's where we're trending towards I think that's where we're trending towards you know all signs indicate that they are going to stay at three that there's no deal that's going to come to fruition here Mm -hmm. and I think even if you know whether it be Miller or Henderson you know what are we two years away from now you know I mean do you tell Damian Lillard give give us to the all-star break and, and see where things are I think I think you can make a clean break this off season here and I think you can get the most right now compared to waiting.
2: Bobby Marks NBA front office insider getting ready for tonight's NBA draft here on the Rich Eisen Show. What is the financial strain I guess in Phoenix that will inform us about what they do with Ayton and the and and the team that they currently have now?
0: With yeah, it's well. Yeah, you got four guys on max contracts. You know, they equal 163 million dollars. That's right at the luxury tax as is. So, you basically have you know your options as far as building around those players are. You know, you can retain some of your own free agents, whether it be the TJ Warren and um, Jock Landale and Josh Oko- Okoji and Bismack Biyombo, the guys that were on your roster this year. Um, you know, you can you have the veteran minimum, which is basically bargain shopping until the end of free agency, here. and then. You've got your big trade chip still, which is DeAndre Ayton, who's got three years left, 100 million dollars left on his contract. Do you look to move off him and maybe split that that contract up into two or two or three pieces here? Um, so that's that's basically your options in, in Phoenix here. You know they've you know they've basically, as I said, put took a blowtorch to this new CBA that's going to come into into effect. And it's supposed to be restricting teams to be able to do that, but they they got it in before. This new CBA starts here, um, but they're going to be limited moving forward. You know, this is who their roster is going to be, unless, of course, you move off that eight contract.
2: And so w- the uh, Warriors, what do you think they're going to do here,
0: Bobby? Well, here's the big thing. Yeah, so Draymond opts out, right? And all signs indicate that, um, you know, likely he's going to be back, I would say. The difference with Draymond Green on your roster and without on your roster is $180 million difference as far as savings here. That is a huge number, but as you know, he brings tremendous value to, to the organization. Um, if he left, you're basically limited. Um, you really, you're over to luxury tax already, so you really only have the veteran minimum exception. I think, I think you're probably looking at the Jordan Poole contract. I think that's what, if you're going, his rookie extension starts um, in July. If you're looking to move off into to maybe balance your roster or maybe go target veterans, which I think they want to do, you're squarely looking at Jordan Poole as far as the the, uh, the odd man out here.
2: As in terms of trading him somewhere um, and he'll suddenly be be out there. What are the Wizards doing, Bobby?
0: Yeah, yeah. Whenever you have a new front office that comes in, you usually take a wrecking ball to this. And I think the hard thing that they're trying to thread is what utah did last year rich i mean i don't think you can emulate that where you're basically trying you know they didn't get you know ones in the uh in the phoenix deal they got a bunch of seconds and expiring contracts certainly chris paul and then you flip porzingis and you you get you know um you know tyus jones in that deal here but they weren't able to do what the jazz was and get that kind of laurie in type player walker kessler type player here and yeah, you they're know, they're basically they're basically hitting ground zero as far as where this roster is going to be. It's hard to stay competitive um, and stay in that middle area. And as you as you see here, they're they're really this is a you know complete teardown.
2: Okay, and then I guess last one for you here, Bobby Marks is the Nuggets being the champs and obviously having a unicorn in Jokic is a great way to go about things. What what is the sense that you have about a copycat here? Uh, and their championship building and winning will resonate in the association. How how will this affect tonight and the free agency season to come?
0: I just think it's hard to do what Denver did because front offices don't have patience. They don't have patience to build through the draft, certainly getting Jokic in the second round and Murray and Porter in in the first round here. And I think, I I said this the other day, I, I thought that, um, Denver caught a little bit of a break with the Murray injury because it gave them two years without the spotlight on them. If he was healthy and they lose in the first round or the second round, then we're all one They're you know, break up the nuggets here. And they, they almost got a little bit of reprieve, but yeah, it's, it's hard to, I think you look, look at Houston. They're trying to build through the draft and they're basically going probably going to wave the white flag a little bit this summer and go out and spend a lot of money on players here. So I think that model is extremely, extremely hard to do. Now, fortunately, Denver has done it right. I think they're going to continue to get better, especially with the starting five coming back.
2: So, you think Lillard moves tonight, Bobby? Give me, give me, give me the big one tonight that we're not I seeing don't think, right
0: yeah, now. Yeah, I don't think tonight. I think this is something that maybe we get into the weekend or we get we lead up into uh, into free agency here, but. I don't. I don't think Lillard will be. You know. I don't think we're. You know. I would be really surprised if. You know. You know. Especially after they pick, he walks in their front office and says, "This is it." Right. You know. I think this wouldn't be. I think it's almost like what we saw with Durant last year, where, you know, maybe it, maybe it drags out a little bit here, and I think if you're Portland, you're you're going to be. If, if you ever get to this point, you're going to be looking for the you know cer- certainly the best package out there.
2: So, uh, and any fireworks? to look forward to, to look forward tonight you got I, something you want to put out yeah, on my I don't
0: I mean what you I think it's going to be heavy on transactions here I think you know certainly I think teams like Atlanta is going to be interesting you know because they got a lot of money to move whether it be DeAndre Hunter or John Collins guys like I think Dallas hey you're if you're going to resign Kyrie in Paolo Banchero who does pick number 10 to help you um, you know what can you get for that here I think you're going to probably see some teams try to you know try to shed some salary here I'm, I'm interested to see what happens you know, certainly later in the week with Chris Paul, you know, I think, you know, the likelihood is that yeah, maybe that turns into a three team trade and he goes elsewhere here. That's still out there. Um, but I don't know. I don't think we see Zion or Brandon Ingram or one of those, you know, two players, you know, on the move tonight,
2: Bobby, thanks for the time. Uh, have a great cast tonight. Enjoy it. Thanks Rich. You bet. That's Bobby Marks at Bobby Marks 42 right here on the Rich Eisen show. Follow him on Twitter. ESPN's NBA draft coverage is available across ABC, ESPN, ESPN Radio, and ESPN digital platforms starting tonight at 8 Eastern Time. That's Bobby Marks right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Anything leap out at you, gents? Anything
3: you have to say? Anything? The, the whole damn thing, we, yeah. we don't know what's going through this guy's mind. And so. It's going to be interesting. Is he going to go to that front office? Is he just going to stay pat? Is he going to be the Reggie Miller of this generation and just stay with this team? Is I it...
2: just think here's, here's, here's what I'll say about Lillard again, just to repeat it one more time before the draft tonight. If they choose a prospect third overall and don't flip that prospect somewhere else tonight, because uh, you know, The NBA draft is very confusing to watch sometimes. They'll put on a hat, and the team that's on that hat is not only not the team that he's going to play for, (laughs) it's not even the team that trades for that hat and the player in the hat that keeps him. Sometimes they put on three hats in a night. It's very confusing. Because in the NFL draft, one team will just trade, go to that spot, Choose the player. Instead, right. they're like they'll let the other team draft him, put on the hat that's not theirs, do the photo, have the photo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then five minutes later this acquire that player. <laughs> and it's really confusing. Really, really confusing. Well,
1: because the NBA does free agency after Correct. And so a lot of these deals can't be completed or officially finalized until the, until, new, league until the Correct. new league year. So, you know, say say Boston takes a guy at 25, but then he's involved in a trade to somewhere else. He's going to have the, 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 you know, the hat pictures where he's, but he'll never play. So, so
2: that's the point is kind of frustrating is we need to know if the Blazers do use the draft choice and put their hat on Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson tonight. Yeah. And that player finishes the evening still wearing that hat. And there's no trade involving the player wearing the Blazer hat. Tonight. Tonight or in the next week or at all. Yeah. And there and it's communicated to Dame and Dame calls up Joe Cronin or I don't know how it works but it's communicated to Damian Lillard, this is our, our move. I find it hard to believe that if Damian Lillard wants to win a championship this year or next, or even the year after that, we will look at this and say, I'm fine playing with you and for this team and gelling all together. So by age 35, we got this. I find it very hard to believe when there are teams in the East which isn't nearly as loaded as the West that are willing to acquire him. Sixers. And give him or or Miami, right? Name any team in the East that would love to have him. Bucks. Celtics. Knicks.
3: <laughs> we all just named our teams. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. I I right Yeah. So so the question is, is he up
2: for uprooting and going there? Hmm. What does he want? Because if they choose the player tonight and say, this is our move, I can't imagine he's going to be if he wants to win a ring now or next year. And he is cool with leaving the only NBA community he's lived in and known. I find it hard to believe that he's going to play for the Blazers, right? Yes. Unless he's like, "All right, I'll give it half a year. Right? To I'll see that. what the kids like." Because mm-hmm. as we're about to see when we do our top five lists of the best players drafted first, second, third, and fourth overall, there are some uh, pretty good players who've been drafted third overall in the NBA who yeah. will make a difference <laughs> immediately. And can be a big-ass championship-building piece on the spot. Maybe he's willing to see if that's working. And if not, Before then to next it up. February, it's on. And we might be in Vegas at next year's Super Bowl. And <laughs> instead of me turning around and seeing Damian Lillard behind the NFL Network game day morning set as a fan, he is somewhere like Durant on Super Bowl week taking over the entire media landscape because he's been traded maybe that's the way it was going to work 844-204-RICH number to dial when we come back we have created a top 5 list for the number one, two, three, and 4 overall picks in the history of the NBA draft it'll be fun Mike Florio and our number 3 as well this is the Rich Eisen Show on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We'd like to play a game with Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo over there. Okay. Where I will read out the facts. They will guess whether it's true meta or false meta, and then you will confirm Okay, let's go. Hey, here we go. The
1: Rich Eisen Show presents <laughs> real meta or test. That's a three. Bang! Or fake meta.
2: I wore number 37 for the Lakers because Michael Jackson's album Thriller was number one on the Billboard charts for 37 consecutive oh. weeks. <laughs> true meta, no or way. Fake? No way. No was right. it Fake meta. That is 100% true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> that's true. I knew it was 37 album, weeks, man. but I wouldn't guess. <laughs> All right, next one. Right <laughs> before the Come back with the Wizards. I broke uh, I broke two of Michael Jordan's ribs in a pickup game and delayed his comeback by three months. I was so upset about it I didn't leave my house for days. True meta or fake meta?
3: I think that's true. I'm saying true. That's true. It's true.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I love Michael Jordan. My one of my well, probably my favorite player. You broke his ribs? But it was on accident. It was a summertime okay, pickup good. game and it was a intense game. In 2010, an art show honoring me was held in Toronto, Canada, entitled "Lovable Bad uh, fa- uh False. True. That's true. Damn, yeah, We have a tie! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. Last one. In 2010, I was cited for driving a race car with an expired registration down a city street.
1: (laughs) True meta or fake meta? (laughs) Uh, Based on his reaction, I'm going to say true. (laughs) I got to go true, too. That's true. That's true. true. (laughs) It was an Indy 500 car. It was
2: fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How did you you fit in that thing? I, I didn't really fit. I was real like this and hitting the gas with my one little pinky toe. I would.
2: <laughs> and the city he did it was Westwood, California.
1: Yeah. Casual. <laughs> oh my goodness.
2: Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with Supplies and Solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com, or just stop by. NBA Draft Night. As we all know.
3: You came up with this idea, TJ? Well, want- in all fairness, yes. that I, I, I presented you with two ideas for yes. you to choose from. You picked Chris's. This was Chris's oh, idea. Oh, Chris, was my idea. good idea. Good <laughs> you idea. You said no to my idea. You should have just accepted it. You should it have just taken st- the
2: credit. I, but I don't want to do that. Um, so, Chris, good idea. Thanks, Rich. Um, I have a top five list. You have a top five list. Correct. TJ, you have a top five yeah, list. Yeah, buddy. Jay Felly.
1: You're <laughs> the top five. Yeah, list? I
2: do. And so the lists that we have are the top five draft choices at four different draft positions. I've got first overall. You do, because you're number one on the call sheet. Chris, you're two. I'm number two. TJ, you got three. Three. You wanted the Jordan spot. That's well, a magic number. We know? all know. We all know who your number three, your number one's you going to be. Know. No, you know me. I can go wild. Michael Jordan well. isn't the greatest third <laughs> overall. Like it's, it, 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 it's as if you know what. Why for are you NFL, on, in my on, segment? Rich? On NFL, it's not ruining anything. The <laughs> NFL draft night. No, I'm going to have a top five list of the top five 199th <laughs> picks of all time. <laughs> who do you think's number one on that list? <laughs> And, Jay, you've got the top Kate five number four. number four overall draft Correct. choice of all time. Okay. So you have the, the music here? Uh, which music? Are we using uh, the, well, I mean, and it's the NBA. Music maybe, maybe, my gosh. Go, oh, right. It's very uh, go. very del tufo oh. question right Ooh. over there. Normally, you're, <laughs> normally you're on it. Uh, all right. Here we go. Uh, here's my top five list. Top five, number one overall draft choices. As you know, there's many of them. Well, a lot of good ones. I know. And some
1: good ones, man.
2: I know. She's the number rich. one are Are overall backwards? draft choice no it's, a, we, it's all on one page
1: yeah,
2: I'm going five, four, two, lebron is the number one number one overall draft choice of all time with kareem abdul jabbar number two i mean he just passed kareem on the all-time list i understand about championships and whatever i get it magic three Shaq four tim duncan five so again, LeBron is the number one, number one overall draft choice of all time. And you're already, you're already wincing over there, Chris. You just you're just not, you're not a LeBron guy. I get it. You're not. Ah, well, Kareem didn't ring chase.
3: Okay. Um You know he won rings with multiple teams, right? So there you have it.
2: But he didn't Kareem Abdul Jabbar two, two like Magic three, Shaq four, Shaq Duncan five, obviously Hakeem Elijah one. Uh, The Big O could have cracked this top five. True, true, true. But that's my top five, number one overall draft choices of all time. So how would you reorder that?
1: Kareem one, LeBron two? I think I would have Kareem one. Would you have Magic over LeBron? I think I would have Magic over LeBron. So LeBron would be three over
2: Shaq? How far down are you putting LeBron is the question. LeBron three. LeBron three.
3: Damn. But he, is, he doesn't have a problem with LeBron.
2: Okay. I don't. He does.
1: I don't. We know it. All right, Chris. I used to own LeBron shoes. <laughs> second. uh All right, second next on the clock. Now, before we get to the list, apologies to the great Bob Pettit, Earl of the Pearl Monroe, Bob McAdoo, the Glove, and Big Zoe. This was really hard. A lot of good choices in number two. I will start at the bottom. Number five, Isaiah Thomas, 1981. Jason Kidd, number four from 94. Kevin Durant, in 2007, the logo, Jerry West, number two in 1960. And the great, Bill Russell, the greatest number two pick of all time, 1956. Okay. Three of them active in the
2: NBA right now. As we all know, Kevin Durant with the Suns, Jason Kidd, the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks, and Isaiah Thomas with the Phoenix Suns organization. This is a tough, tough list. There you go. Yeah. All right. I, I, I don't have any argument with that one, I don't think. Very good. Bill Russell, obviously, is number one on that pretty, list. Very good. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Edging out the logo of the association. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't react to my slide against Isaiah Thomas. I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little offended. You just glossed right over that.
1: Okay. Isaiah Thomas is really good. I want, I was going to put Bob Pettit there, but a little too many guys from uh, the black and T.J. white TJ era.
2: Jefferson, third overall. Yeah, You're man. on the clock. What I'm do you got? I'm on
1: the clock, and the quote Eminem, I got a
3: list. Here's the order of my list that it's in. Coming in at number five. I like to go backwards. I got Bob Cousy. Number four, I I told Brockman I'm having a hard time. I couldn't decide. I have Carmelo Anthony Mm. and Dominique Wilkins. I couldn't decide between the two. But this is a – okay. I know. You know how I do. (laughs) Uh, Kevin McHale, I got him at three. James Harden at two. And with the third pick, I made the earth sick to quote Jay-Z. I I do have Michael Jordan as the number one greatest number three NBA draft pick. I I have to push back. Oh, I can... And you know what? I'm completely okay with pushback on some of these because Harden, this is tough, man. Harden over McHale?
1: That's tough. Kevin McHale? That's tough. Kevin McHale... I mean, look, two and three? It, it's still close. Three-time NBA champion and a Hall of Famer. Kevin McHale? The greatest six-man maybe of all time. But
3: when you I, then what it came down to there is I kind of looked at just the individual skill level. Like, McHale was great. He does have the rings. But James Harden has an MVP... Kind of changed the game a little True. bit with his level and style of play. It was tough. Like I said, okay, looking at Dominic Wilkins and Carmelo Anthony, it is really crazy how similar those two careers are. Yeah. And like it was very hard, I couldn't decide between the two of them. Like, I wanted to give Melo the nod because of the Olympics. True, a lot of times we don't. For whatever reason, we don't give greatest our team, country props greatest for the team USA player of
1: all time, yeah, Carmelo so. Anthony.
2: Well, Durant's up there too, don't forget. I think Durant has the rough scoring record, doesn't Does he? Does I he? Did so. he pass Melo? Okay. I think he did, uh, and I know oh, that because as the host of Tokyo Gold, ah, yes. <laughs> um,
1: expertly hosted Tokyo
3: Thank period.
2: you so much. Uh, Jason Feller
3: Yeah Rich th- It was tough man That's It was a good s- list. harder than I That's thought
2: That's right. so tough
1: You gave us six well, you know, nah, this know. Is, uh, um, Jason Feller First time, Feller. Hey, first time because, yeah. What do you want First go. time for what What do you for, got uh, being, Doing the list with you guys Okay top five so,
2: You have the top five Number four overall draft choices Of all time all Right Number five
1: We got Glenn Rice Part of the uh, Lakers 3 peak uh, team. He was the missing
2: piece. You have me at hello with four, Reich.
1: Chris Paul, rookie of the year, 2006. Led the team in assists five times. Steals six times for a record. Yep. Your number stats. three, Chris Bosh, part of the big three, back-to-back champion. Number two, Russell Westbrook, Mr. Triple-Double, now at 198, four-season average. Wow. And number one, best commercial ever, Dikembe Mutombo. Mutombo! Eight-time All-Star, five, four-time Defensive Player of the Year. Uh-uh-uh. Dikembe no. Mutombo. Jason no, 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 Look at Felly getting it done.
3: No, <laughs> no, no. Concise,
1: informational. I say, shouldn't Chris Thought Paul provoking? be number one? Uh, uh, Point down. God?
2: Well, I mean, it's his list. It's, it's my his list. list.
1: It's
2: your list. So, <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. Chris Paul over Dikembe Mutombo?
1: Dikembe a little
2: high. A little high? A little high. Well, he's tall. He's um tall. What else? Seven two. Who else?
1: Uh... I don't know. Chris Paul is a little low for me.
2: Well, for my my number one overall list, it was either LeBron or uh, Olua Candy. So <laughs> um, tough that choice. was my choice.
3: Yeah, I'm sure you had to send text out like I there. did the other night, trying huh? to figure. It. Huh? Like last night, I'm texting people like, "What do you think about this?" I was
2: going to do a top five all time number one busts list, but I, you know, that's, that's so a negative. Co- yeah.
3: What's it? <laughs> yeah. The-
2: it's so <laughs> negative. And it was. But plus,
3: you don't want Qu- you don't want Kwame Brown like getting on you.
1: Kwame
2: Brown, we don't want any piece of him. Oh, got he' had a pretty
1: want- decent career. Who was the guy that the a cats Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett, Bennett, that dude is clear number one. Well, it's Greg Oden, too. You yeah, know, he got, body. he got hurt, uh, uh, he got hurt, he got hurt. His body, I, you know, it, it's always come back a little bit. You want to ring with I know Miami, that. Yeah.
2: No, I, I, I know that. Yeah, It just any chance to slag on someone from Ohio State, would well, it was the Ohio State? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was gonna take it, and I didn't do it and then did it anyway. Of course, you did have yeah, yeah. it. Good stuff. Now <laughs> you can, I did it anyway. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. Yes, it did. <laughs> I absolutely did, so yeah. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a break. All right, and I I'll, need
1: more news. I need more, I need more stuff popping. Not like, much popping. What are Woj and Sham's not even fresh right now. dough? Come on, not
2: even that's not popping either. Uh,
3: did you say fresh dough? I did. I did.
2: <laughs> okay, lots going on in the city of New York on the sports scene. Um, Yankees and Jets. Is that right up my alley or what? <laughs> is that up my alley? i going to have a moment yeah. for you coming up. No, it's a moment for me. <laughs> a moment for us, <laughs> as Kilby would say. That's, right. That's next. This is The Rich Eisen Show.
1: All right, what are we talking on? Oh, man. So we got a tweet uh, not too long ago from this guy. He is uh, getting his oil change this afternoon. Uh, is and it Del Tufo? No, it's not, Del, the Tufo? Guy not that Del, Del Tufo. Two. Not Del Tufo. Oh, I was trying to find the tweet. But this popped up. He, he sent us a tweet because in the waiting room, they got, got the team. Boku
2: channel on. Look at this. Hey. At Quick Car and Lube of Fitzhugh in Dallas. Yes. All right. How cool is that? Yeah, waiting well, on your oil change. Del Tufo's my, un- my uncomfortable hour in a synthetic leather trailer has been elevated. Thank you, Matt. Shout out to Matt Howerton. Appreciate it. And um, hope you get a... Discount, F- free, yeah, a little. Free, what, a free, free calendar with the with the oil
1: change. <laughs> he uh, he works at WFAA, the uh, ABC affiliate hey, in Dallas. Dallas, that W-A-F-A-A. is a significant name. WFAA. M- yeah. w- <laughs> <laughs> Emmy
2: winner, apparently.
3: Well done. At
2: least one of us has to be. right.
1: <laughs> How's that feel, Matt? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. By well, the good-looking waiting room. They got some magazines right. on and Pop that up. Pop that up. They got well pop that up. Pop that up one more time. It's kept, a coffee maker, oh, very clean, Ooh, and the Roper yeah. Channel. No. Cracks or holes yeah. in the tiles. By the way, by the way, you know? I mean,
2: normally uh, magazines are, did Matt set, put the magazines together right? for the, the photo? Table looks <laughs> clean? I don't know. Fantastic. What's up, Matt? Do you think is Matt watching this segment right now? Still waiting for his car to be? Uh, well, let's see.
1: Changed? What time he, did he tweet he, that? Uh, he tweeted this to us at uh, nine twenty-two Pacific. So okay. he might still be there if they're running a little late. Possible. Running a little late. All right, Matt.
3: Well, then they should give him a discount because they just got a shout out. You know, an for an hour?
1: Every,
2: well,
3: it you was know, how many sixty million people? Quick car and lube and lube. Yes, for all your car and lube. For I yours. can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> why did that hit me? I don't know why that one hit me.
2: Back here on our uh, on our program. I can feel it. Okay, so uh, let's let's talk a little New York sports. All right, um, uh, uh, Rich great. from Staten Island, longtime listener, first time caller <laughs> to the Rich Eisen show. When I when Aaron Rodgers joined the Jets, you were so happy. Well, uh, my concern was how is he going to handle the New York scene, mm-hmm. and it's been hand in glove, right? It's been it's hand been in been glove. Love, uh,
1: it's been a love fest. It has been hand
2: <laughs> in glove. It's like the king he, of the city. He is he's rocking out to Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran, and you know, going to concerts <laughs> at MetLife. He's uh, hanging out in the third row of the Tony Awards. He is just throwing himself Why into the games, New York
1: world. MSG.
2: Okay, but my my concern is is going to be what happens when the New York media covers aspects outside of his football world in a way that was never discussed or on a front page or a back page. I don't think there's any back pages of of the Green Bay (laughs) Uh,
1: Post Post Gazette Gazette.
2: (laughs) Uh, outside of just, you know. What, uh, classified ads or 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 a regular advertisement but you know he spoke at uh an event in denver yesterday what, what was this event that he spoke at it was uh yeah, psychedelics uh, you're talking about yeah, you know let me get the name of psychedelic it. drugs or mind expanding mm-hmm. drugs and we all know he's tried ayahuasca before and he's talked about it and folks in positions like mine we even had our fun with it right that he's sipping the tea and what have you yeah um, we know people who have done ayahuasca. Um, what uh, the actor David, David, Boreanaz David Boreanaz came out is. here Boreanaz. and talked about it, and I I don't frown on it. Mind expanding drugs, and he even Rogers talked about how he believes ayahuasca has helped expand his mind and f- focused in on uh, his game and his life in a way that caused. Uh, I think he 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 thinks he's an MVP because of. And he talked about how the NFL should have these psychedelic drugs legal,
3: I guess, in their drug policy. So players can have their mind expanded, right? Rich, he he was at the Psychedelic Science 2023 is the name. Yeah, up there in uh, in Colorado. Yeah. So, you know,
2: your Mets are not doing very well. Yanks are kind of... Uh, They're a little bit up. They've beaten the Mariners two games in a row after getting swept by the Red Sox. So uh, Knicks are getting ready, I guess, for the draft. And the Nets get ready for the draft. So what's to talk about on the back page of the New York Post today? High Times is the the headline. Rogers says hundreds of NFL owners want to join his psychedelic trip. Makes push for legalizing hallucinogens. And it's a photograph of Aaron speaking at the Psychedelic Science 2023 conference in Denver says he is far from the only NFL player who has used psychedelics and that he hopes they gain greater acceptance. Whole I mean you know that takes up the entire back page. And again, this is this is coming.
0: What are you smoking, bro? Give me some.
2: This is coming. <laughs> uh uh, and, and if the Jets in their difficult schedule, start off one and three, two and four, and th- there'll be an, you know an article about is he losing the locker room? And I guarantee you, the headline would be like losing standing daily, with yeah. LSD <laughs> being the main letters,
1: In like green and white this outline is shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You know, or, or a shot of him sipping tea, like. Rodgers loses his mind during three-interception performance. Like, this is stuff he's never experienced before. And the honeymoon can flip in a hurry, and that is, hopefully he sees that and finds it funny. High times is the uh, headline of today's New York Post. It's just, again, something to file away. That the New York Post wanted to put in front of all the commuters and, and the front doorsteps of those in the metropolitan area on Thursday, June 22nd, you know, underneath news about one of the great Rangers goalies of all time getting into the Hall of Fame, and then one of the great prospects in the history of the NBA about to Get drafted in New York City. Oh, and by the way, above the Yankees winning their second in a row. Speaking of the New York Yankees. I remember a time. I remember a time. When I was a youngin. When one of the all-time New York Yankee memory providers. Because he was one of the all-time great Yankees. But in the history of the New York Yankees, their vast history, one of the great moments, top 10 has to be, and we're talking Mantle, Ruth, DiMaggio, obviously, on and on and on and on, sure. One of the greatest moments of all time has to be Bucky Dent hitting a home run over Fenway Park in game 163 for the Yankees to complete a 1978 back-from-the-dead American League East championship, and then, of course, moving on to winning it all for back-to-back years, 77-78. One of the greats of all time, George M. Steinbrenner III, the owner of the Yankees, years later, firing Bucky Dent as manager of the Yankees in, of all places, Fenway Park. Goes around, comes around. Because George didn't care (laughs) who you were, didn't care what you've done in the past. What were you doing for him lately? And how were you not only winning baseball games, but helping him avoid the embarrassment, the personal embarrassment? When you lost as a Yankee, you weren't just costing. The team, You weren't just costing the franchise money. You were embarrassing him personally. And him taking it personally infuriated me. I just wanted him to be patient. Take it. Easy as it goes. Don't stir it up all the time, George. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. I don't know how... This is a lesson for me, maybe, as Mm -hmm. a 53 almost. By the way, I turned 54. I'm a 54-year-old cheerleader as of Saturday. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm losing patience myself as an aging individual. But when I hear his son, Hal, who's running the team right now, Say this on Michael Kay's radio show about the Yankees after they just lost five of six to the Red Sox, including getting swept in a doubleheader, including one that the whole country saw on Sunday Night Baseball, which used to enrage George when the Yankees lost on national TV on the Saturday game of the week with Vin Scully in the booth for NBC, right? Remember those days when the Yankees lost on Monday Night Baseball with Keith Jackson or Al Michaels in the booth? It drove him nuts because he was getting embarrassed. This is what Hal had to say about the current state of the Yankees.
1: Um, I don't know how much you monitor what's, what's said on radio shows or on social media, but for some reason, I mean, your fan base, at least the vocal ones, Hal, very very upset they're just upset i mean have you heard that noise do you try to block it out does it affect you
3: yeah i don't look i i i want to know you know i talk to jason zillow a lot and i talk to, to to different people i don't listen to podcasts i don't listen to radio shows i don't read the papers much so it's just i just don't but i want to know what the what the vibe is out there and i understand they're upset i i'm not i'm a little confused this year being, uh, you know, third week in June, why they're so upset. But they're upset, and that's going to get my attention, of course. And, you know, everybody just needs to know that we're we're working hard on all fronts to get this, you know, to get this back on the rails and start playing the way we were for, you know, a couple-week period there in May. But health has got to be a part of it. We've we got to get Aaron back. You know, Rogan had a rehab outing. He felt great afterwards, 42 pitches, I believe. Uh, we got to get him into the mix. Um, we we got to get healthier. We got to get guys off the IL and put some guys to the IL. That's
2: that's one factor that needs to happen. Very nuanced take. Let's get our best player <laughs> that we spent all point. our money on, yeah. and Aaron Judd's back from the IL, where he's been on two different stints. Yeah. And Carlos Rodon, we uh, we made all our moves, uh, you know, our big pitching move, and he's he hasn't pitched yet. But hearing him talk about how well they were playing in May. George M. Steinbrenner III once called Dave Winfield Mr. May. And that was an insult. It was an insult (laughs) because you win in October, which the Yankees have not done in too damn long. Patience is understood if if you won a couple years ago. They just finished the first decade in the history of the team without winning a championship. And now you're seeing the same stuff over and over again. The same stuff where they can't seem to still pitch properly to folks like Rafael Devers. And Altuve, wait till he gets his shot against the Yankees again. It's just amazing to me how different he is from his dad and how I'm sitting here thinking how much I miss his dad. You want to know what the Yankees need right now? Some George
3: Steinbrenner. This
2: from George M. Steinbrenner III being chronicled on 60 Minutes in the late 80s by the brilliant Ed Bradley, who asked him if he's a good loser or not. Give a listen to this and contrast it to what you just heard from his son.
3: Are you a graceful loser? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm like a
1: Yankee fan. My foot has gone through a number of television sets in my time. Uh, I bleed like those guys out there do, the fans. I mean, they hate to see you lose, and, and I hate to lose.
3: Uh Can you take it personally? Yes. Yes, I, I mean, do.
0: What
1: does it say about George Steinbrenner when the Yankees lose? It says he's one of the worst losers in the world. <laughs> you show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and i got to be one of the worst. hmm. <laughs>
2: We just got to get back to the way we've been playing in May, even though we haven't won a championship since 2009.
1: Has it been that long? Yeah. Oh,
2: you know it too. Funny, funny, funny. The fact that you can sit there and crow is exactly (laughs) why people like me are livid and just saying, oh, let's just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Let's just keep waiting for the home runs to hit. And then in between the home runs not getting hit, let's get three hit. And instead, you're just like, yeah, I speak to my VP of communications. I, that's who I hear from. He doesn't read the papers? or Get out, out of here. here. Come on. George would Come on. not only read the papers and know what's going on, he would have his person call the newspapers and plant stuff to make sure that everybody was on their toes. And it made me so upset when I was younger. And now that I'm older, I'm like, where is that getting stuck up people's you know what and broken (laughs) off amazing how i've devolved but that's my two cents on how channel papa a little bit listen to what people like me are saying and make things a little uncomfortable and see how that works Because for a decade and a half, it hasn't worked. Shut up. Stop looking so smug.
1: It's surprising. Because
2: Yankees still have a better record than the Red Sox, despite
1: everything that went down over my Israeli walkabout. Who cares? Five and one, heads up. Uh, Shut up. It's surprising that you love him so much, considering where he went to
2: college. Oh. Where do you go to college, Chris? I know he's an Ohio guy, a Cleveland shipbuilder. He,
1: he went to the Ohio State. I
2: know. I get it. And I couldn't stand him. He made life miserable. The only way that the Yankees got great... No, he's irrational. Got great, hey, you know. <laughs> the only way the Yankees got great in the 90s is because he was sent packing. Because he got suspended and all his meddling went away. And the Yankees built and got it done right, and Cashman was the guy who was there Cashman in the middle was really
1: of it. good, yeah, He's good in those days. But
2: at this point in time, it ain't working.
1: Oh, I mean, George would have fired Cashman and Boone a long time ago, or made it uncomfortable. Yeah.
2: Not like, yeah, I speak to my uh, my chief uh, VP of communications. He tells me what people are saying, and I don't really, <laughs> you know, I don't really listen to what they're saying. We just need to play like we did in May. And I heard that May's the word, like, Dave Winfield's got to be somewhere and going, that's a Steinbrenner? <laughs> Talking about how great we played in May? Because once upon a time, I nearly hit him in an elevator about how I was Mr. May. <laughs> I want those days back.
1: It's uh, a shame.